Welcome to the Better Call Daddy Show, the number one podcast where we admit no matter what happens, daddy has the advice we need to fix our problems. Introducing my dad, Mr. Wayne Friedman. That was good. It would be nice if you could also sing a song. What would the song be? You love Paris in the springtime. I just made up some words to it. I love Rena in the springtime. I love Rena in the fall. <laughs> That's right. That's good enough. <laughs> oh boy. Let's dive in. Introducing today's guest, Megan. Megan has faced so much. She's lost both of her parents, her grandparents. She's a single mom of three and has had to contend with deadbeat dads. Megan, let's take it back to 1999. I went to school wanting to be a sports reporter. I did an internship with the local news station. It was really fun but then realized maybe it just wasn't cut out for me. And you meet a lot of athletes. You meet a lot of new friends. I was still with my high school boyfriend, and he proposed to me. So I was over the moon. I was so head over heels in love with him. So he was cheating on me. It wasn't anything that I was, like, surprised by, I guess. But I was really, really hurt. So your engagement is off at 19, and that was an introduction to what athletes are really like? Yes. He was such a good baseball player. He was just exciting to watch. You know, he was a sweet guy, but it got a little bit too much to his, you know, his ego and his head. and, And he went out and did what any guy would do at that age. You know, he's not going to stay faithful to a fiance, in my opinion. Maybe that's because I've never had a man be faithful. Have you changed the type of guy that you go for? That's the thing. You know, I have this Dr. Phil quote that I say to myself now, if I keep doing the same thing, how do I expect different results? Then I hear Dr. Phil saying, well, you've been doing this for so long. How is that working out for you? It's not. Something needs to change. After 42 years of just having enough, of giving myself to everyone else. It's different dating as a single mom, as an older woman, as a small business owner. It's difficult. Do I put my career first? I didn't a long time ago. A light that went off and it was like, what am I doing? You know, God first, family second, work third. It is difficult to put work aside because I'm the sole provider of three kids. My oldest is in college. The thing that really upsets me through all of this is not only mad at myself, I feel guilty for choosing her dad that didn't help in any way. How did that happen? So I met him at Bruno's in 99. We started talking. I was head over heels. He had two children already by another lady and it didn't work out. And, you know, I was young and most of my friends were older and they were getting married. And I wanted that too. Obviously, when he disappoints her, I feel guilty for that. Whether it's making sure he calls her for a special occasion or making sure he acknowledges her accomplishments or what's going on in her life. I had to fight really hard for him to notice. But at the same time, you're not going to come in and out. You're either going to be there and take responsibility or you're not going to be in it at all. In the end, he was in and out of jail. Did you ever take your daughter to see him in prison? She was eight. He was in there over Father's Day. He asked me 
if I would bring her. I let her make that decision and she wanted to go see him. I never wanted to talk bad about him because I didn't want her feeling bad about it. She let him know how upset and hurt she was. And I was so, so proud of her for that. She was just like, I'm tired of being disappointed by you. That really hurt me because everything that I did and lived for was for her. He didn't even really want her, I guess. He was in and out of the pregnancy at three months, found out he was cheating with one of the nurses at the hospital. How old were you at this point? I was 21. One of my sorority sisters, she was the NICU nurse. And so she told me, your boyfriend keeps bringing this respiratory therapist here to see your daughter. And I'm like, what? I had her call me. Hell yeah, you had her call you? Yes, I was like, call me when she is down there. She called me and I came down there and confronted him. And I was like, what are you doing around my child? Yeah. She didn't want confrontation, especially at work. She just left. So he denied being with her for like three months. They stayed together for nine years. Wow. I'm actually good friends with her now. Who is your rock through all of this? Surprisingly, my best friend Siobhan and her sister Karina. My mom was very upset. My dad, I think, knew that he was going to not live much longer. He had a rare kidney disease. Kennedy's babysitter actually ended up living next door to my parents. My dad every day would go and pick her up early from the babysitters just to spend time with her. Halloween in 2001, he was fine dancing with her. And the next day, he went for dialysis and he died three days later. And that was a big turning point for me. Everyone has a plan and that's how I have to cope with it. You were a baby. Yeah, I was so young. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was single for three years. Wow. Then a friend of a friend introduced me to Emmy's dad. He was a fireman. The first year he treated Kennedy and I like princesses. He would go above and beyond. I was like, wow, I really found my partner. It was about a year after we were together. I got pregnant with Emmy and we got engaged to be married. As soon as I had Emmy, things changed. Not for the better. He became very controlling, verbally abusive. I would drive around after work because I wouldn't want to go home with the kids after I pick them up from daycare. Oh my God. That type of thing. He alienated me from my mom and my brother and sister to where I didn't feel that I could call them. Couldn't have a cell phone, couldn't have an email. He and I had gotten in an argument one night after I got Emmy out of the tub. He thought that I spanked her. And he came in and he said, did you just spank her? He looked at me and he had an open hand and he slapped me in front of the kids. I just stood there. I cannot believe that. And my first reaction was, knee him in the privates and call the police. But then I'm like looking at my two kids and I grabbed them and just ran into the bedroom and locked the door. I woke up the next day, pushed through that day. And then Tuesday, I knew he was going back to work. I called my mom crying. She instantly said, you need to come stay with me. I packed all the kids' clothes and went to the house. And I was scared to death the whole time thinking he was going to come home. As soon as I got to my mom's house, the calls from him started coming. And my boss called me at my mom's and was like, your boyfriend is calling the office, screaming at us. It was really scary. It's been a very difficult road. He loves Emmy, takes care of her. He is not a deadbeat. 
However, when I first left, he would have her call and say, Mommy, please, please come back to us. Let's be a family again. Please come home. Again, I was single for a year. And then I met Hudson's dad. Yeah. What was, happened? You never know what's going to happen. I did not think that I would have three kids by three different dads and not be married. Do you feel judgmental towards yourself for that? Absolutely. I do. And then it comes to a point where, you know, the last eight years, Hudson's dad and I have been off and on just because I didn't want that title. I was going to do everything I could to keep it together. It just got to a point where he knew that I would do anything for him, but he wouldn't do anything for me. And I just got to a point where I was, I was done. Do you think it's any different for single versus married people and what we go through? That's a good question because I asked my married friends. That was a big argument between Darius and I because I wanted to get married. But when I thought about it and talked to my friends about it, they're like, who cares? It's just a name that doesn't define you. I love that. I have to portray and think of my kids and how I want them to grow up as well. I want them to see a man that respects their mom and helps their mom and loves their mom. And not to toot my own horn, but I think Kennedy and Emmy are turning out pretty nicely. And I I only hope that I can do that well with Hudson. But he's different. He's different than the two of them. I don't know if it's because he's a boy. He fights me on everything. Well, you know what? This actually sounds like something I could ask my daddy about. So what would you want to ask my dad? What do I tell him when he wakes up and it's hard? Hudson watches these YouTubers called Bendy. He gets all these ideas from these YouTube people. He'll come and ask me these questions. How old is he? He'll be seven at the end of May. Has he asked you about any serious questions like the birds and the bees yet? No, but he is starting to ask why daddy isn't spending the night at home anymore. I want us to be able to get along and co-parent. Just one more question. Any blind date stories? Absolutely. I could beat anybody. First of all, he didn't confess his true height. I was taller than he was. I mean, it's not a problem if I know it beforehand. So I can prepare myself, you know. Then we met at a B-dubs. So he's ordering drinks. I swear, I'm not like a really judgmental person. Where'd you get your shoes from? And he's like, oh, I got these babies at Walmart. They were like the Velcro. And they were dirty. And he had a shirt on that was probably like two sizes too big for him. And he was not very tall. You get the picture. So he's like ordering two, three, four alcoholic drinks. And I'm thinking, okay, as soon as this game's over, I'm out of here. And then the bill comes. He pushes the bill towards me. What? To pay. I paid it and I left. On the way home, like I didn't even tell him I was leaving. I was like, (laughs) oh my God. He texts me and he was like, hey, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about something. I didn't respond. He said, I needed to borrow $250 for a piece for my truck. You should have been like, I left my credit card at home. (laughs) I told the waiter, I was like, here's my card. I'm standing right here. I just want to pay and leave. You're always the bigger person, huh? Not always. (laughs) 
I hit record, so I got that good story. That's why I hate dating. It's so awkward. It's so uncomfortable. I would like to talk to someone for a good three to four weeks before we meet. My best friend, Siobhan, and I, we decide that we're going to go to Circle Center Mall on 4th of July to go shopping. But we see this really fine guy. So we're like, hey. Oh, my God. He was so good looking. She wouldn't say shit if she was standing in it. Me, of course, I would say something. I go and talk to him. He freaking plays football for the Rams. And his brother played football for the Colts. And he was waiting for his brother to get out of the the tuxedo shop that was right next door. First of all, yeah, right. Like, we're really going to meet somebody like that. We should not have done this, but we did. (laughs) Hell yeah. We went. And he was like, do you want to come back to my brother's crib? We were like, sure. So we went back there. He was a gentleman. He was nice. Lo and behold, we sit there, we turn on the TV, and his brother is on the ESPYs. Oh, my God. Like, there's pictures everywhere of his brother. But he was telling the truth. Did you close the deal? Um, No, no, no. Then there was the time this guy I was dating was on the football team. He went behind my back and signed up to auction himself off at this fundraiser. I mean, I was so livid. I was being petty, and another one of our friends said he was going to auction himself off, too. So I went to the auction and bought the friend. Needless to say, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. I just wish I would meet a guy that wants to have a family, that wants to take care of his wife, and that wants me to allow him to take care of me. I want to take care of him. There's never been a guy that has done that. And now with dating, I'm sure your kids come up a lot quicker in the conversation. Absolutely. At this point, if I don't already know you, I really don't want to date. It's just so much going on right now. And I'd much rather be invested in my kids. I've always said if a man who is not used to co-parenting and having a healthy relationship, they would have no clue what to do. I was afraid to ask you the question about you having three kids from three different guys because there's so much judgment out there. I didn't want to offend you. Oh my God. Yeah. With Kennedy being biracial back in, you know, 2000, 2001, Siobhan and I has a biracial daughter as well. We would go to the mall and just get stared at, talked about, ridiculed by other Black ladies that were mad that we had biracial kids. There is prejudice there for sure. It just blows my mind because I wasn't raised like that. Like my mom and dad were always, I don't care who it is, if they're black, purple, polka dotted or striped, if they're a good person, they're a good person. Better call daddy. (laughs) Get it right. Oh my God. I love it. Thank you so much, Megan. This has been really deep and amazing. Thank you for having me. Grandpa, what did you think? Megan, that was a very interesting interview. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think that some of your dating skills could use a little help. And I think the perfect person to help fix you up and help you find the right qualities in men is my daughter, Rena. I think she should now open up a little dating service and help you. I think that you're a lot of fun, unfortunately, because sometimes men take advantage of free-thinking women. Some of these men have taken advantage of you. When you've been kind, you've done an amazing job raising your three children and try to keep everything positive. 
hopefully there's someone out there for you that uh, would give you the respect and the love that you deserve. I congratulate you on thinking now of yourself first and your children and your work. She had asked for advice in raising her son. The experience I just had with Rafi, Rena's son, is that he wants to be included in everything like he's an adult. He wants his voice to be heard. If you are with your son and you're a participant, you let him show that he's really important in what's going on, they start to feel very comfortable. It takes some real heart-to-heart, -heart, private time with them. Thanks, Megan. I want to tell you about UMAP, a program that shows people who they are and how they'll be most successful. Not only did it win the 2020 Career Innovators Award from Career Directors International, but 100% of UMAP certified coaches recommend the program. Let's hear from this week's coach, Lila Smith. I'm a communication coach with my own methodology. I still got certified as a UMAP coach because it's like a fast forward to results. My clients think I'm a mind reader because I can tell them exactly why they have the communication challenges that they do and how to work around them. But I'm not a mind reader. I'm a UMAP reader. I fully endorse this tool and certification program. So check out myumap.com. That's M-Y-Y-O-U-M-A-P.com. Now you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and tune in. Add Better Call Daddy Podcast on IG at Rena Friedman Watts on LinkedIn.com. Thanks for listening to the Better Call Daddy Show. Yeah.